We are I. I remember when Tim Ferriss came out with his his books and you know how popular they became and the how the four hour body you know came out and there's so many people who latched onto it and it's specifically because like a lot of a lot of people want those solutions like you know like the four hour work week the four hour body you know like these quicker cut to the chase strategies that if you implement these strategies you will achieve great success and it's you know some of it's very realistic and I think some of it's not you know like the four hour work week you know is based on a a principle that I've talked about lots on this podcast and you know his book probably planted those seeds in my mind and I'm still carrying those seeds on today but again I also realize that they're not relative to everybody like you can't just pick up and move to another country where you know the cost of living is cheaper you know, like you can't just all of a sudden develop the skills and the opportunity overnight. You know, but the whole point behind that is to be able to develop the skills, to be able to create a business that allows you to be able to be transient in your location. I think the factors that this fails to understand is the things like kids and family. You know, like you can't just be transient. Like a lot of people, when you have kids, this is like what puts you in a spot. So even if you have that for a moment in your life, there's going to be a part where if you are a responsible adult to our species and to yourself and you procreate and you have kids, allowing this plan to be able to have future generations, there's going to be a part where like you're going to have to throw that theory out the window. Now, what you do from that point on is obviously absolutely critical. You know, However, there's going to be a part where it ties you down. Now, I'm going to get a little off topic of what I wanted to talk about. I know right now the 30-30-30 because of Gary Brecca is being talked about so much. And I see videos about it all the time. And it was in the four hour body by Tim Ferriss that came out what, like well over a decade ago. And the part about this, you know, when I looked at it back then, and when even when I hear about it now, and I want to record this podcast for one very specific reason, I want to state everything that I'm going to state now. And then I'm going to go into a deep dive I'm going to record another podcast about it to see if my opinion has changed. But what I would like to be able to sit down with and and just talk to Gary Breck or Tim Ferriss, and I want to answer these simple questions about it. Because what I understand, because they both talk about it, how it just rips fat off the body. So the 30-30-30 rule, if you're not you know, accustomed to what this is, it's you know eating 30 grams of protein, within 30 minutes of waking and doing 30 minutes of steady state heart rate cardio or cardio that you know you can easily have a conversation just like this and you're doing you're moving but you're by no means gasping for it there's no there's no deficiency in the oxygen that your body is intaking so very easy very stressless cardio more efficient than any other fat loss, you know, method that anybody could deploy. That's what this is. Like even Gary Breck has come out and said that he wished that he came up with this so he could patent this strategy because of how effective it is. 
And this is all based on that if you wake up or if you're doing cardio or anything physical, fasted, because of the fact that your body needs energy to be able to do that and you have about 20 minutes of glycogen in your body between your muscles and your liver. And your liver glycogen is your backup glycogen. Your muscle liver or your muscle... Um, why am I drawing a, a like muscle glycogen? Your muscle glycogen is your first and foremost energy source. And then your little reserve tank is in your liver and you use those. And that's about 20 minutes worth of activity, right? And then after that, your body needs to find a fuel source. So the conventional way of thinking is that if you do fasted cardio in the morning or you do cardio after your workout, you've burnt through all of this glycogen. And now your body needs to metabolize fat as a fuel source. You know, but what these guys say is that it takes about five hours for your body to convert um, fat into energy. And it's like, okay. But does that, so these are the questions, these are where my questions start to come in. Is that based on that you were operating in a glycogen or glucose-rich, carbohydrate-rich diet? Or a ketogenic diet? If you're in a ketogenic diet, which most people who are intermittent fasting are on a ketogenic diet, not all, lots, or is that same information relevant to people who are just on a ketogenic diet, whether or not you're, whether or not you're fasted or not? So, because again, then you're you're you've essentially supercharged that system of, you know, converting fat into usable energy. And does it still take five hours or does, again, does it take five hours to somebody who, for somebody who's not metabolically flexible, who can switch between a glucose base and a fat-based system or a, you know, like a, a sugar-based system, carbohydrate-based system, and a fat-based system? Because if, if you've already hyper-fine-tuned your body converting fat into glucose, does it still take five hours? So that's why I'm interested because it's like now you have this general statement and do you do you go into the world with this general statement? Now you have people on a QJ diet doing this. Maybe they don't need to. This is these are some of the questions I have. So then my my next series of questions here is if you have this 30 grams of protein to aid in muscle protein synthesis, which is your body just breaking down protein, repairing itself, repairing the damage. Well, there's not a lot of damage to the body from uh, doing steady state heart rate cardio. The impact is too low on the body. But then at the same time, that if you put these units of energy in the body to negate there being a breakdown of your lean body mass, because this is the point here, is that you know, you're breaking down lean body mass after that 20 minutes, if you're doing cardio fasted and not having this 30 grams of protein before. Well, if you have this 30 grams of protein, then theoretically, your your body's probably not even going to the reserve tank of glycogen into your liver. And maybe it is, maybe this is where I'm wrong. You're always going to burn through muscle glycogen for sure. But if you have now these, your blood sugar levels elevated because of the fact you've had this protein, how does your body ever then metabolize fat? Because the one thing that we do know, and this is where you know high intensity cardio hit training came in, because when you're doing steady state car 
heart rate cardio, we know, we've known for a long time, unless if this has changed and I have not come across it, is that you burn a lot of calories during your exercise. So you can pad those numbers. You burn a lot of calories during. But you don't burn a lot of calories after. Now with HIIT training, you don't burn a lot of calories during. But it fires up your metabolism and you burn a lot of calories afterwards. So this is what I don't understand. That if you intook calories, which means that your body doesn't have to burn calories to fuel itself. You know, because again, if you take 30 grams of protein, that's 120 calories. And if you have 20 minutes worth of glycogen in your body, let's say you're using all that before you start to use, you know, like this 120 calories. In 30 minutes, a lot of people, if they're doing steady state heart rate cardio, are probably only burning between 250 and 350 calories. Well, a third of those calories are the calories that you've intook. And if you have 20 minutes worth of glycogen, that's probably a couple hundred calories worth of glycogen a lot of or glucose right there. So how are you burning so many so many calories, and how much are you burning or how are you burning so much fat? Because you've you've intook the calories that you're burning. You're just burning off the calories that you've taken in, but then you're burning no calories after because you've did steady state heart rate cardio, or is it because that if you've already done exercise, because this is one thing with, you know, one of Gary Brecka's videos is that, you know, talking about this average woman who doesn't lose weight, she wakes up and, you know, hammers down, as he says, on, you know, going to Orange Theory for 55 minutes and doesn't lose any weight. You know, but if you wake up and you're, and you intake this 30 grams of protein and do this 30 minutes cardio, it's way more effective than fasted Orange Theory cardio or Orange Theory workout for 55 minutes. Or is it simply to the fact that that same woman typically doesn't eat a lot of protein or enough protein? And by only having 30 grams or more protein in the morning, not only is she intaking her protein or intaking more protein, which most women under eat protein, most men do too, but a lot of women under eat protein. So is this the key factor? And because they've intaken more protein, they're more likely to have a higher lean body mass, which also burns more calories. And the one thing that we do know that burns calories on a 24-hour cycle is a higher lean body mass. So we do know those things. Unlike steady state heart rate cardio, that typically just burns a lot of calories at that singular snippet of time. So this is where I start to poke holes in it, it kind of seems like Swiss cheese to me because not only when you intake that protein, we do know that if you intake higher amounts of protein, you become more satiated in a day. So does that same woman, not only does she have more protein in her body, which she's typically under eating and we're supplementing that in with carbohydrates and overeating. Now you have this woman who's intake this protein is more satiated because she's increasing her protein intake, which we do know the net benefit of that is typically weight loss because then you're not surviving solely just by, you know, over the overconsumption of carbohydrates and snacking because your satiety level is low from the carbohydrates, but high from the protein. 
But then you have this bigger, this more abundant power plant down the body because your lean body mass is higher. So are these the keys? This have very little to do with the 30 minutes of cardio. Or does it have more to do with that within 30 minutes you've prioritized starting to eat more protein in the day? Is that the key? Is that the refinement down here? Because it seems like it. Now, I could be wildly wrong. I could be wildly wrong with everything that I've just said. My Everything that I've said could be old news, Swiss cheese, fuck it. You could chop it up in a million times. It could be mincemeat. The one thing that I do know is all of these things, a lot of the things that I've said arguably cannot be denied. I'll state them right now because if I'm wrong, you can go back and say, look, I'm going to stop listening to this podcast because Blake's full of shit. Once I do a little bit more research and I come back on and say, actually, everything I just said was wrong. But the things that are absolute fact that I'm going to be find very, very hard to find that are wrong. For one, that increased amount of protein in your diet, the net benefit of that one of them is a greater satiety level. Now, I might be wrong. Don't think that I am, but I could be wrong. I'm going to state that right now. It's one of the things I'm going to leverage going into this, is that increased amount of protein increases satiety, which should then theoretically decrease snacking and overconsumption of carbohydrates, which does cause obesity and weight gain. Now, on top of that, increased protein increases muscle protein synthesis, repair of the lean body mass. And you're giving your body the tools to be able to create more lean body mass. Increased amount of lean body mass burns more calories on a 24-hour cycle than fat. Or somebody of the same body composition that doesn't have as much lean body mass. But what I'm leveraging here, and my point number two is, an increased amount of lean body mass on the body burns more calories on a 24-hour time cycle than a lower amount of lean body mass. And you have to eat enough protein to be able to have that lean body mass. And the third, which may be a little bit more controversial here, is that during steady state heart rate cardio, you burn only calories during that time, very few calories after the fact. So again, if that's the case, then how when you intake the amount of calories anybody already has the calories for the 30 minutes of cardio that you're doing, how does that then force your body to be able to metabolize fat at a greater degree? Because it, in my mind, it doesn't promote metabolic flexibility, switching between a carbohydrate-driven glucose conversion versus an adipose tissue or fat-to-glucose conversion, which that's that metabolic flexibility that we talk about. Now, I could be completely wrong about those three things. But we're about to find out because however long it takes, a couple of days, a week, I'm going to come back and I'm going to record another podcast about this to see if I can debunk this. But this is where I would love to be able to talk to Tim Ferriss or Gary Brecka before doing any research and just say, hey, these are the things that I would like to talk about. If I am completely wrong, please educate me because they don't make any sense based on the information that I know and allow them to air quotes, re-educate me, or just allow break it down in a way that I can understand 
why what I'm saying is wrong. Or what they're saying may not be wrong, but it's not the actual reason why it's happening, but it's become the face of why it's happening. Because you haven't gone to that next step of why. Because I feel like more likely than not, is probably why that rapid weight loss is happening is because a combination of everything that I just said and everything they are saying. We're about to find out. What I would like to know is, for everybody who listens to this podcast, what your thoughts are. And maybe you can also do a deep dive into this to see what information that you come up with. Or maybe you'll just wait until I record part two. 